What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the iChopper channel coming to you with another edition of one of these links. Like, slots, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video, goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, in the middle of the slate, Golden State went off to uh, like 14-0 run to start the game. Uh, that was fun to watch. We'll be sweating this one out here, obviously, minus three. That was your lock of the day here on Wednesday. 55-14 at halftime of that one. They're just about to get going here yet again. But broke down everything that we have before us here. Kind of an interesting slate here. Nine games, some weird injury news, obviously, in the DFS fantasy angle. We've got some injury news because the late swap is not going to be available on DraftKings. Find that to be an interesting little, little dealio to throw into the middle of it. But from a betting perspective, I think it's going to be pretty clear cut. I think we're going to be waiting on De'Aaron Fox news. And then we're going to be waiting on Paul George news. I think those are really your big, big pieces of like slate shifting news that can really move some lines. We'll talk about some of the intricacies there. But of course, the positive EV tool over at Odd Shopper, you can check out that down below, as well as Bet365, which I will talk about a little bit later, available to you in nine states, which is ironic because we have nine games here. My finger looked kind of weird. Why does my finger look so bent? Whatever, who gives a shit? Producer Jacob, it's the freaking weekend, baby. Not going to keep singing that one. Let's get to the picks. Caught a vibe. Baby, are you coming for the ride? It's not in Detroit. That In Detroit, it's palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on the sweater already. Probably an L incoming or something like that. Makes more sense. Cleveland, minus eight and a half here going up against Detroit. I did bring up a bunch of injuries here on the, the front end, but again, I think this one's going to be more clear-cut because it'll come out a little bit earlier. We're going to, of course, be waiting on a questionable Donovan Mitchell, which really, really matters. That was kind of a weird game going up against uh, Chicago last time out. Went through the box score of that. And we'll go through that when we get to the Chicago game because they are on this slate. But uh, Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell questionable. That really, really, really matters. But let's talk about one thing. And again, I, I just want to repeat this for everybody who doesn't. Why is my camera over here? We're going to have to move this a little bit that way. And we're going to continue talking. Cool. <laughs> Anywho, we are definitely looking at these points props here. And the night before... You generally are looking at more overs than you are unders and trying to like be the first ones to get to lines that you think are off. We think these are like crazy off. It's just that I'm more inclined to bet the under than I'm going to lead with here. And they're both from the same team. We're going to the Detroit Pistons side of things. We have points props available for them. Kate Cunningham, 23 and a half. Working through some of the usage rates, I don't expect him against a Cleveland defense that's obviously formidable. And anybody who might replace Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to bring more to the defensive table. Karis Levert, uh, you know, more minutes. Well, Max Struess has been pretty darn good both ways, and obviously Max Struess ended up cashing over eight and a half points for him the other day, too. That was fun stuff. That premium Discord stuff, and obviously there's some Pickham stuff there, too. But as I look at this, friends, Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell, we're not going to be dealing with any props on their end for a long time until that news becomes available. But the Detroit side, I do expect some negative regression for a guy like Cade Cunningham here playing alongside a Jaden Ivey getting more minutes. Not down Techio, that's not going to matter. But Isaiah Stewart, not going to be a high usage guy. Sar Thompson, not going to be a high usage guy. It's pretty much just got to be Jaden Ivey. And so you can do this push and pull thing where it's like, I think this is a little bit off. I think this is a little bit off. And you bet both sides of it. I just don't really feel like on a nine-game slate trying to go to thin plays right from the get-go. So if you're looking for props right from the get-go, I think these are two of the better ones right now that are out. But there's going to be better ones that show up tomorrow. So again, premium Discord, don't you worry. We'll find you some goodness. But two leans, 
Kate Cunningham under 23 and a half and Jaden Ivey over 14 and a half. A little bit of that push pull. Again, only shared statistic in basketball is the assist to a bucket. Everything else is individualized. You're all exposed to the same game environment, same officials, things like that. But for the most part, negatively correlated to some extent, just going to be probably staying away from this one personally. Definitely going to stay away from this personally. Charlotte, Philadelphia. I will throw this out there. Grant Williams over eight and a half was popping and I refuse to put it on the card. So if you are looking for something right now and you just absolutely have to have Grant Williams eight and a half points, go right ahead. I do think that in a spot like Philadelphia with Paul Reed where he can get ripped off the floor quickly and they can go to some smaller ball lineups, Grant Williams could run into 30 minutes here on the back-to-back. -back. But Charlotte, playing on the front end, going up against Milwaukee, they're down 18 entering the fourth quarter here as we speak. They are playing a fresh Philadelphia team. And that, friends, is not a good recipe. You are 11-point dogs for a reason. Now, Philadelphia hasn't been all that impressive here, absent a lot of their pieces, but it is what it is. They faced Cleveland. It was actually going further back. Miami, the Knicks, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston. Those are the last five for Philadelphia. And as I was working through that, uh, it was a little bit shocking to me, a little bit surprising to only see 11 here, and yet... I'm actually going towards the Charlotte side. So again, the model and the push and pull of it, it's just its just a weird game in general. So the model is saying plus 11 Charlotte. My heart is saying minus 11 Philadelphia. So overall, this is like the most neutral game you could possibly run into. But hey, Grant Williams over eight and a half points if you really have to have it. Don't bet this game. This game is going to be a disaster unless something happens drastically that shifts charlotte and we could have gotten early on philadelphia and i'm sure the public's going to bet this to like 12 or 12 and a half and you're going to feel like oh yeah it got close to my value. i'm not going to feel good about this one so i'm not going to bet it good talk glad we had it we are going to bet this one i don't know what it is about some of these slates recently where like the first game or two just look really unappealing and then you run into something like this massive q tag that i omitted in the intro again mainly because just forgot about it on the fly. Luka Doncic, he matters quite a bit, friends. Questionable entering Boston. Now, working through some of these recent games for Dallas doesn't sound like as treacherous as what it's been for Philadelphia here of late, but still hasn't been good. Dallas been on this massive road trip here of late. Luka's played through it. Indy, Cleveland, Toronto, three games in a row. Again, that's not nearly as formidable as what I just described in the last game, but I think that this is just a clear cut. If you're going to rest him, you're going to rest him. And I also think that this wouldn't move to like eight and a half, eight. I know Luca is definitely an impactful player. That's not the debate I'm trying to say is that I just feel like this line is shaded more towards him already being available for some reason. And I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case, but there's obviously a massive storyline here that exists every single time that Kyrie Irving goes to Boston. His one year of absolute shame and treacherousness that led to him burning incense on the floor, walking around like a crazy person, which actually, fun stories. I've got some Kyrie Kyrie Irving stories. Sir, Las Vegas 20, what was it, 15? 16 when the Cavs won the finals. Anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But as I'm looking at the board for this one, friends, I am going to unleash Boston minus nine and a half for a half unit to get the card going. And then I am going to unleash Kyrie to burn incense as a lane because, again, guy's an insane person. I just wanted to remind you, but Earth, it's not flat. Now I've got NFL draft guys saying that they don't believe in space, which is like another one that what's going on? What is going on?
but we're going to talk hotshot for that's what's going on friends the ls premium tools there's so much data so much opportunity for you to make money without me yes you heard me money without me utilizing the os premium tools we have the positive ev tool where you can sort by the best bets on the board in your state at the sports books you have available to you and yes that does include the pick em. we are talking props friends over in the pick em department for the fantasy optimizer for all you parlay people who have the sports betting in your state obviously you're watching a sports betting program so again Great opportunity for you to jump in on some awesome, awesome tools for a low price of $14.95 for a week to just check it out. Check it out. But it gets a little bit better from there. Discord also comes along for the ride. So you get my plays. You get Nathan Joyce's plays. You get Isaiah Suarez's plays. You get Greg Ehrenberg's plays. You get everybody you know and love here on the Odd Chopper channel on a daily basis putting their favorite bets. And yes, my entire betting card has come out an hour before lock every single day it feels like since 1994 i know it might be a little bit of an exaggeration but this is not an exaggeration friends if you use promo code lindy l-i-n-d-y 20 off all of those picks all of that discord all of those premium tools everything we have available to you could be yours for 12 dollars just to try out for a week or 42 dollars to try out for an entire month great price points great opportunities for everybody to have a little something to be able to really see what we offer here at odd chopper and again 11 and one there start off monday tuesday great opportunity to jump in and get on board the lindy's locks trains choo choo mother truckers back to the picks we go a little bit surprised that this and didn't end up a lock based on what i've talked about constantly with golden state but similar to the atlanta spot where it just felt trappy they're down 11 right now uh going up against brooklyn for what it's worth I feel like this is a little bit trappy. Toronto's been playing much better basketball. They just lost after three games in a row that they had won, going up against the Luka Doncic-led Dallas Mavericks. Luka just doing dumb things. P.J. Washington played some really good ball. That's for sure, starting to come alive. He couldn't have been worse with like a 41-42% true shooting percentage. Just mind-blowing that this guy was playing 30 minutes and started his second game there. But he does bring things to the table with a skill set. Defensively, you can't really replicate. And, you know, obviously, P.J. Washington is a walking heat check from time to time. But it only shows up, like, once every 50 games he plays, it seems like. But, hey, he played really nicely against Toronto. That really stood out to me from a no-ball perspective. But from a data perspective, again, we're looking at a market-based approach. We're trying to find the best lines and get to them early. But there's a little bit level... There's just a slight level of unpredictability because Golden State, no matter what, obviously we locked them at minus three here. They're up 15 in the middle of the third quarter going up against the Knicks. We'll see how this game ends up panning out. Again, I can't do anything other than just beat the closing line value. Point and a half of closing line value felt good. I want to wait on the injury news to some extent on the Golden side before Golden State side before I fire a little bit more on this. Again, it's a good half unit play here from the get-go. Toronto, like what they've done here in recent games, having the ability to play through Scotty Barnes pretty much exclusively. Emmanuel quickly looking a little bit more like himself. And Toronto was a team that I didn't have high hopes for, but I was at least excited to see, you know, Jakob Pearl in a in a situation more akin to, well, with Toronto, San Antonio, back to Toronto. Uh, I liked this setup as a team. They just... Stopped playing defense somewhere along the line. Again, been the bottom five in defensive rating for the last month and a half over that sample size. Not ideal, but had some guys dinged up. Getting some pieces like Jakob Pertl back, definitely useful. But Draymond Green, does he play on the back-to-back? Clay Thompson, does he play on the back-to-back? Lots of weird injury pieces that I just don't necessarily trust coming off of a dogfight in the garden. A little bit of a letdown spot. 
I'm still going to pull through for a half unit here, even though if this was just a line introduced to me with both teams on no back-to-back, -back, no opportunity here, I would definitely be locking Golden State. So I want you to know that. But it gets the like button, stamp of approval, minus two and a half, good stuff, continuing on our merry way. Did I mention spreads were showing up in bulk today? Again, not intentional. One of those things where, you know, I, I want to comb through all of the props the night before, but sometimes there just aren't any. And there are good reasons for it, like what we have here with walking in Memphis. And yet they're just like falling down and crawling in Memphis. Portland plus two and a half here, plus three, kind of the prevailing number that's starting to show up here over the course of the last 15, 20 minutes as things are updating in my sheet. But as I go through this Memphis rotation, like, what are we, what are we doing here? We have Luke Kennard now doubtful. I have no idea who's going to be playing point guard for, for Memphis tomorrow. Well, let me tell you, it's going to be intriguing at least to watch because I, I mean, Scotty Bar, Scotty Pippen Jr. I almost said Scotty Barnes said definitely not him. They would love that. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Still dinged up, still on the shelf. Jordan Goodwin played a ton of minutes and kind of serviceable in that spot. But yeah, Gigi Jackson questionable here as well. So Luke Nard out, Gigi Jackson doubtful, Trey Jameson probably going to get called up from the G League to have to play some center minutes here because Jaron Jackson, Junior friends, burying the lead. He is out. And yet Memphis is favored here. Everything about this screams get to Portland, and yet it's still freaking Portland. Yes. Has DeAndre Ayton played better basketball of lately, been more efficient? Yes, he's been playing massive minutes too out of nowhere. But he's doubtful for this one. So it's due up Reef playing center. And it's just a whole mess. This whole game is a mess. I, I don't know when we're going to get props. There's going to be something to mine out of it when they drop the numbers. And we should shape the lines in some extent. I just don't know what they are here yet. So as of right now, Portland plus three simply out of principle. But my God. Have you seen a worse basketball game on paper this season than this? Answer, I have not. Get ready for second half NBA season. Oh, thank God, like serviceable basketball teams. Well, Sacramento team that we like to attack, 71 finals odds above me. Again, great job by producer Jacob. Don't always give him his due for mixing up the top bar and making it look all cool and nifty. So if you don't hit the like button for me, hit it for producer Jacob. But again, then you've watched like 15 minutes of a basketball show of a guy you hate, which, yeah, I'm kind of the winner in that. Sacramento plus six taking on Minnesota here. And Anthony Edwards, he is apparently Logan. Uh, we're talking Logan, like Wolverine. Like we're talking Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. How does he get hurt, dinged up, and just heal himself and come back into basketball games and then just smash? And then how did he end up playing on the back-to-back -back and absolutely smashing again? This kid is he's like the bionic man. I absolutely freaking love him. I must protect him at all costs. I will say he's questionable here, but I expect him to play. So it is what it is. You got the big Q tag, though, in this one. Deer and Fox, well, they're both big Q tags, if we're going to be honest, obviously. But uh, the guy that I do think is more unlikely to play because he just didn't play against Denver is Deer and Fox. This is a team that needs to start winning here for their playoff seeding. Quite obviously, most teams in the West do because it's very competitive. But 33 and 25, you don't want to keep sliding. You don't want to keep sliding. There's that log jam with like New Orleans there, 35 and 25. You've got a couple of pieces like the Clippers, 37 and 20. A couple of games here, a couple of games there. Keeping out of the play-in, that is the name of the game. It's going to be tough for a lot of these teams come down to the end of it. Now, obviously, it's tough if you've got Minnesota playing at full strength here, but I do like a play in this one. It is the under of 223. As you work through Sacramento here, obviously, you can write off last game without De'Aaron Fox here, but De'Aaron Fox doesn't 
playing this one, you, 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 it's not a write-off anymore. 96 points they put up against Denver. 110 against Miami at home. They looked really good against a difficult Clippers matchup on the road. Went back late get egg against Miami. But this is yet another team that isn't going to bring pace to the table. And it looks stagnant on offense. A lot of garbage points to make it look like even serviceable. The 96, I don't think they would have caught with a regular rotation if that game had stayed a little bit closer. It kind of felt like a dogfight for them. No spacing. Malik Monk having to create off the dribble. The assist rate does go up for him quite considerably for what it's worth. But I think the under 223, it's going to be pretty unaffected by the news here. I think either way, even with Fox and even with Anthony Edwards in, I think this is still a positive EV play. Fire it up. Let's talk about 365. My friends, you have nine available states here for this great sportsbook offer. It is Arizona, Colorado, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, Iowa, Indiana, and Kentucky. If you live in one of those nine states, congratulations. You can go to the link below. You can bet $5 on anything on the Bet365 board, and you're going to get $150 in bonus bets. Seems like a good weekend plan to me, don't you think? Turning $5 into $150 in bonus bets? Again, I know everybody's at a different part of their bankroll building, but... If you just told me that I could bet five and get 150 in bonus bets, I'm going to do that 100 times out of 100. You can only do it one time, but do it now. If you're, again, in the great states of Arizona, Colorado, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, Iowa, Indiana, and Kentucky, check out Bet365 at the link below. Only for 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the picks we go. Well, we go from no pace in Sacramento and Minnesota, specifically because of the Minnesota matchup. Number one defensive rating should have thrown those kind of things in, but it's a little too late, a little too wrong, and I can't wait to break down Indy and New Orleans over 238 and a half. Oh, I shouldn't give you the play right away. It's a lean, so it is what it is. Let's talk through the ins and outs of this one. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton, everybody freaked out after one game and oh, looping their minds because of one bad game the other night, and then you know what? He just turned on the burners and showed everybody again. Oh, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is very, very good at basketball. 17, 3, and 13. Again, 13 assists. That was more like my Iowa State brethren. That's for sure. 34 minutes. Very efficient. And now running back this identical New Orleans matchup that went 123-114. Now, this number is obviously higher than what they ended up putting up. And why? Well... Well, we expect this game to be competitive. We expect it to go with pace. And I also expect the core New Orleans players to all play Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. One piece of news. One piece of news. If lines are posted for Jonas Valanciunas at all that are somewhat relative to any of his baseline numbers at any book, at any point in time, jam the under immediately. Just go out of your way. Again, if you are looking at anything that is remotely close to 13 and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, one block, don't give a flying F what it is, jam the under. Because he had been getting benched here in second halves, and I had been looking at these props, been really trying to find, I only found one spot. I'm 1-0 betting against Jonas Valanciunas this season. Again, only found one opportunity where I was like, I think you're going to see that Larry Nance second half start. This is the prime example of what kind of matchup you get, a high-paced matchup where you don't want Jonas Valanciunas on the floor when you have Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and Larry Nance Jr. Guys, that you could go to small ball lineups, play Zion at the point Zion or the five Zion. Wild that he could play one through five and it doesn't really matter because he's just a basketball anomaly. But 
Only seven minutes, no injury concern or anything to Jonas Valanciunas. They flat out benched him for the entire rest of that basketball game. I know they got down early, but i got to say, there is no way that I'm not betting any unders if they show up in any sort of anything relative to what I said. 13 and a half points, nine and a half rebounds, two and a half assists per game. Good. Great. Grand. Glad we had that talk because that was more important than anything else I was going to talk about. Because again, over 238 and a half, that is your lane here. Again, they have facers coming to town. And they play very, very fast. Second in pace, 102.6 possessions per 48 minutes. 26th in adjusted defensive rating. And yeah, hasn't been so good. But Tyrese Halliburton playing more minutes means more opportunity for lots of points on both sides of this one if it stays close. To another lean that needs a lot of explanation, the Milwaukee Bucks taking on Chicago. Milwaukee on the back-to-back, -back, Chicago not. Well, let's go through some of the box scores and some of the ridiculousness that we saw that was the double overtime, yes, double overtime festivities of that last Bulls game. Three things really stood out to me. Number one, holy Andre Drummond on the boards. You saw it. I saw it. We all saw it. He starts alongside Vooch. We kind of expected that going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers for sure. Felt like the prime spot for them to go back to that line at the Billy Donovan's just been rolling out more and more and more. But Andre Drummond, 26 rebounds in 36 minutes of time. Again, it would have been, I mean, what? Played all of overtime. 26 minutes there in regulation, but ridiculous rebounding outcome there from Andre Drummond. The second thing that stood out to me, obviously this guy that came from the absolute middle of nowhere. If you watched the game, you know what I'm talking about, but Onorap Batim, yes, that is the guy that I am talking about. He just got signed, and then he goes out and plays freaking... 28 minutes from nowhere. He signed a three-year deal right before getting thrown out there. He'd only played six total minutes this season in the NBA. It was on a two-way deal, and then they signed him to the team. Non-guaranteed, but, like, it's going to be guaranteed if you saw the 28 minutes that he just put up in that first outing. Making good decisions, knocking down shots, only three for four from the field, but played 28 minutes. What a find by the Bulls, and, hey, Locking him up under contract with your option at this low number, that could be theft. Like, you almost have to look at, like, baseball, them dealing with, like, the, the, the minor leaguers where it's just, go to arbitration or something on a Rob. You're like, what was that? He came from nowhere. He's good. I'm going to just say, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. He's not going to be a high usage dude, but could he be... Not a Grayson Allen type, but probably a Grayson Allen type. Yeah, that, that is kind of the fabric of who he has the capability of being. Obviously, he's played all of 34 minutes, so I know I'm getting a little bit overworked there, but I was extremely impressed, and there's a reason that I'm bringing him up. And number three, Milwaukee on the back-to-back -back here. What happens with this lineup going forward? Because Alex Caruso, questionable for this one. Back-to-back -back for Milwaukee, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Damian Lillard. Who ends up sitting on the back-to-back? -back? Who ends up playing... Because if it ends up being like a Portis that has to get inserted into the starting lineup in some capacity, we know he has a history with Chicago. <laughs> Miritich, anybody? Google it. Good stuff. Check it out. Because I, I think this is definitely a spot where you're running into another potential big lineup, depending on how injury news show, suits out for Milwaukee. And then if Crusoe plays, they probably go away from the Vooch Drummond thing. Felt like a one-time deal yet again where there's certain matchups, Timberwolves, Cavs, where there are two bigs, you can start Vooch and you can start Drummond. But again, long explanation on some of these leans, but it is so imperative that you understand how to bet when I'm not around, when I'm not just force feeding you a play and when there's great opportunities to be had. 
I want to jam Vooch under rebounds if it's double digits. And so I'm going to basically throw it in as a double-double package here. Here is why. When sharing floor this season, friends, 148 minutes, Drummond and Vooch have been on the floor together. Drummond has a 29.1% total rebound rate, and Vooch has a 10.8% total rebound rate. I haven't seen a drastic difference between two bigs like that in forever. But there is no doubt that Vooch is not trying to rebound when he is out on the floor with Drummond because Drummond is just that damn good at doing it. Is Drummond a good, positive basketball player to have in your team? I would argue he's been better than Vooch at times this season. Is Vooch more skilled? For sure. Has Drummond been a dead contract for a lot of teams? Yeah, but say with this Bulls contract, he's looking pretty decent so far considering they found a way for them to coexist. And I want to be looking at jamming under on a double-double. So Nikola Vucevic to not double-double. I'm hoping we get uh, Nikola Vucevic to double-double. Uh, not. Not. That was really annoying. I apologize. Let's go to the last game. I I'm so sorry. You bear with me for a long explanation on Aline. Let's give you the lock of the evening now. I will say, I only have a half unit on it, so it has to go in the like-lock category. Again, lock is relative. I tried to develop this entire system because it drives me bonkers when people don't give you perspective or try to tell you, hey, I think a line could move, it could not move also. I wouldn't be so sad if I just watched a half unit, you know, that I missed the boat on an opportunity to jump in here on the Clipper side, but we'll talk through it first, and I'll let you think for yourself on what you want to do. But leans, those are things I'm thinking about betting. Likes, those are things that are generally half unit to a unit. And then the locks, they're a unit or more. Those are generally the categories I put it into because I just get sick of people not giving you context to the numbers and just saying, hey, I think the Clippers are going to win. No shit. Whatever. Anyway, Washington plus 13 and a half here taking on the Clippers. 240 and a half total. And obviously, Paul George questionable really matters. He's missed the last two here for them. You got Zubats questionable with the illness yet again. He ended up sitting out. There's an illness going around the entire NBA right now. Questionable on how that's happening. Again, we've got the Clippers here with uh, Daniel Tice with Mason Plumley, and, and Daniel Tice did play some good ball at times. You had LeBron James go completely ballistic to close that one out. LeBron's still a top 15 player in the NBA. Just insane top 20 player in the NBA based on, on how you're kind of assessing it. And he is nearly 40 years old. Cannot believe how good he still is. And watching that fourth quarter was something special. But we're talking the Clippers, of course, in Washington. They're playing the Lakers Thursday night here just about as we speak. So I don't know what to tell you, but this is now Washington on a back-to-back -back, taking on the better team in the Clippers on the tail end of it, potentially getting Paul George back. I really, really like getting to the Clipper side of this one early. 13 and a half, again, I have difficulty sometimes modeling some of these double digit spots where you get into the fourth quarter blowout run and you really have to look at the back end of both benches and saying, hmm, who's gonna basically get this run and how do I possibly handicap a fourth quarter between a bunch of nobodies? Well, let me just tell you, the Clippers will still have Norman Powell close because he's closed in a lot of 20-point blowouts that I'm just surprised to see him out on the floor for. They have Brandon Boston who can still go get you a bucket. And Washington side of things, it is so unappealing, it's not even funny. You have Patrick Baldwin, you have Omar Yuri, who's actually a decent enough producer when he's on the floor. Landry Shamit's been inserted into the starting lineup, which means you have like Johnny Davis out there playing closing minutes in some of those scenarios. So if the Clippers handle their business with these main rotations, like I think they... I think we all expect to kind of happen. 
I really do favor this Clippers bench to get the job done. So 13 and a half, not nearly enough for me. Got it closer to 15 and a half. Not crazy, crazy type of lock here. Again, two points. Happy to beat the closing line that I expect to go the other direction. If Paul George is ruled out, I could expect to go the other way. So I'm going the half unit now. I'll wait on the Paul George news. I'll wait on what Washington does here against LA tonight. And I'll live with the result. But if you're looking for the best play currently on the board, this is it for you. But again, just bankroll management. We got a lot of NBA left. Tread lightly, friends. Tread lightly. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays here on Friday's board. Uh, if there's anything that you think I'm stupid about. I always like to interact with some of you people. Because again, hey, I have a show where I'm just breaking down basketball and telling you what I'm betting. And hopefully you enjoy and hopefully you can make some money too. And hey, I know that March, baseball will be back. Yeah, baby, this is March 1st. Baseball is back. It's green in the background. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's the Korean series out there, the 2021st for the uh, the Dodgers and Padres getting things kicked off. And then it is opening day, baby. I am so excited for MLB Lindy's. It is just the home run model. Dusted it off yesterday. Time to upload some data. Time to update some players. I mean, Teoscar Hernandez and Otani in the same lineup stacked some capacity Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts I mean that team is going to be disturbing but anyway was updating a lot of the better teams that I wanted to kind of put the rosters together for so if you're excited for that smash the like button as well but another week in the books here in the NBA streets a very very profitable one at that thank you Bet365 thank you producer Jacob until next week I'm Eric Lindquist best of luck in the NBA streets on Friday